<laughs> Welcome to the Above the Rim Game Day podcast brought to you by Penn Champions Club. I am your host, Vince Curran, along with the John R. Rockwell head coach of men's basketball, Steve Donahue. Steve, thanks for joining me. Vin, man, it's always uh, great to get on with you. Take a quick jump back to Harvard last weekend. Uh, I thought another game where you really missed what Clark Slackert was able to provide the kind of the steadying influence, the senior leadership. I thought the the first half was one where it, it seemed like everything that could go wrong did. Harvard made a lot of shots. Guys that didn't typically make shots made shots. And we struggled on the offensive end. I know sometimes you got to take the film and just and and throw it in the trash. But knowing you, I know you went back and poured over it. What did you see in that first half? And then we'll get to the second half. Well, I, I think the the offense you, you you're definitely right on. Um, and, and as teams start to see us without Clark, I think there's a, a a different way of they're playing us, and and we have to adjust. There's different things we could have done. Um, not to get too technical, but we'll probably got to get a little more structure and let the younger guys uh, play off the offense rather than how we were doing it because uh, of Clark's ability and his attention he got. Uh, it allowed other guys to get easier shots. Well, that's not happening now. We have to adjust. And I, th- I thought the the first half was really an example of that. And, you know, we learned and I thought we adjusted pretty uh, nicely in the second half. I'll give our listeners a little inside the locker room. Uh, my ride home on Saturday night was the John R. Rockwell head coach of head, men's basketball, Steve Donahue. At halftime, I'm checking the SEPTA schedule. I'm seeing if I could get a bike to ride home. Thank God we come out in the second half and change it up and and start to – get some momentum going in our direction. Cause frankly, I needed to get home selfishly, number one. And number two, you know, I, it's like we, we came in and, and, and the adjustments, I thought the press, it, it's funny a- after all these years, we've had so many games at home against Harvard where there've been leads at the end of the game and they've come out with a frenetic press and, and had, we've had trouble getting the ball in bounds. We've turned it over. It felt like a complete script reversal. And, and I thought really picked our energy up in the second half. Yeah, I, we're going to go, if we're going to go down, we're going to go down fighting. Uh, I was extremely pleased with how the guys reacted. And I thought that was as an oppressive second half that I've ever coached with the circumstances, playing so poorly, an incredible Palestra crowd, by the way, Vince. I was that probably fueled my frustration at halftime, just because I love that so many came out and you want to play well. Uh, but for the guys to to really get back to playing really hard and not stepping back and to cut all the way into that at one point a twenty one point lead and cut it to four, and um, I was extremely proud. And I I, I think that tells you a lot about this group and. We're, we we got some things in order that we got to keep adjusting without Clark. I'm not sitting back and thinking that we're waiting for him. We got to come up with a little different way. It may be more guys. It may be more size. Uh, we got to play to our strengths now that Clark's not here. And I think 
that experience in that first half really brought it to light. And that's what uh, you're going to see going forward is that there's going to be a slightly different way we attack without Clark. Now, I, th- I think it comes down to, like you talk about the, the, the frenetic comeback and the energy and the crowd and, and the momentum of it all. I think it comes down to two spots at, that, that keep us from getting over the top and actually and pushing through it. I think it's the Laskowski miss dunk, which he, you know, it just kind of rattles out. It was, it was, I think that would have cut it to four, but the, the one that still has me scratching my head is the Tyler Perkins lane violation on the miss one and one. And I know you're not going to comment on the officials, but in, in a perfect world, here's guess what? I'm going to do it for you in a perfect world. That official walks over to Tyler Perkins and says, Hey buddy, be careful, right? Don't do that again. Right, because it was away from the action, it it had no impact on the play, and and the kid from Harvard comes back and barely makes the next one, and then and knocks and knocks the other one in. So instead of having the ball, and I think it was six at that point, but it may have been four. Oh, it was four and man. coming back. So it was four. You have a chance to come back with the ball, and you get a, a, a tough call like that. Now the purists, of course, are going to say, "Oh, there you go, criticizing the officials again." But there are. Time, situation, nuance, and I just I thought that was a, a tough call in a tough spot, uh, and, and Wojcik gets the benefit of that. Um, now, now, I don't want to force that, you into commenting on the you know, on the officials, but comment yeah, on the other stuff. No, I, I think the way I look at it is you put yourself in that kind of hole, everything's got to go right, and it can't be 95% right. Uh, it's got to be 100%, and it's, it's kind of, you know, it's our fault for – being down that that amount, so a critical call like you're saying, and the the latch misstunk are things that you can't do if you're down. And uh, I look at it as you know, once again, this young group has really figured out a way to get himself back in the game, and now we got to figure out how to play 40 minutes of that basketball. Once again, to use your term, Steve Donahue showing much more emotional maturity than Vince Curran <laughs> when it comes down to a late tough call from an official. So now, turning the page on Harvard, you get a week of practice in. I, what's the latest on Clark? Do you expect him this weekend, or do you think we got another week to, to kind of fill in without him? Yeah, I think we're at least another week. Um, I think he's making really – for the first time, honestly, some dramatic improvements. Um, so um, I'm as hopeful as I've ever been. I, I couldn't say that prior. So, but he will not play Saturday. We've, we've had a, a really great week of practice. And as I said, I'm, I'm not a coach that sits back and says, we don't have them. Let's just kind of do what we do. I'm, we got to be creative here, especially with a young group. I was looking out at the film of Columbia. Literally everybody that plays for them played last year. And, and we have four four guys out there that you thought you would have back in this game. So you can't just think like we're going up there and we're going to do what we do. We're going to try to get better this week, which we did, and do some different things that help us come off with the on the winning edge of this. And and I'm willing to try things that that we don't because I don't think we can just say we can do what we do and wait for Clark. Uh, we're going to be aggressive, and these guys have really bought into everything we're doing. Well, talk about Columbia a little bit. It seems like Jim Engels has steadied the shift there. 
They're a couple of good wins. They seem to to be a, a relatively veteran group. What do you see from them and maybe a couple of keys for Penn tomorrow? And if you want to take it one step further, who who do you see maybe having an expanded role for the Quakers tomorrow that that has not had as much of an a, a, a role coming up to this point? Okay. I, I think Columbia is a really good team. Beat Temple at home. There's they're about two. 20 in the net, which would place them second in the Patriot League. This is a really good, experienced team. They played the three top teams in our league with two of them without their leading scorer, De La Rosa. Um, so they're a really good, experienced basketball team. Like, you're going to have to go and you're going to have to beat them. Um, and for us, what I what I think you'll see is more guys uh, playing uh, more minutes. And what I mean, we could go 10 deep. Um, I think playing more of the four men rotation, not only Latch, but Eddie Holland and Johnny Walter coming in there and playing some four. And then the five, the guards um, with Reese McMullen probably getting more of a role. But that sense of let's play more guys, let's give incredible energy on the defensive end because we're we're just not what we were offensively and create stuff. We're one of the best rebounding teams. We're top 50 rebounding team in the country. Let's start doing more of those things to help us win games. And I think you do that by playing different guys, but also playing more guys. So guys have less minutes to really show how hard they can play. Well, there you have it. This has been the Above the Rim Game Day podcast brought to you by the Penn Champions Club. I am Vince Curran, along with the John R. Rockwell head coach of men's basketball, Steve Donahue. The Quakers, the trip up to Morningside Heights on Saturday to face the Columbia Lions. Steve, thank you. Ben, thanks for uh, hosting again, everybody. Uh, go Quakers.